0: love you. Do you know what I love more than anything? I love waking up in the morning every Tuesday and finding my farm boxes waiting on my front porch. I try really hard to grow all of my produce in my garden, but what I cannot get, I do take a little help from my local farmers. So, this is my CSA box. CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And this is from Farm Fresh 2U. Every single week, I get the best, freshest produce. I never know what's going to be in the box. It's like a surprise every week. So, I think I'm going to take these inside, see what's in here, and create something out of the magical mystery box. I am Molly Bravo, this is Organicopia, the total organic experience, and I am so happy that you're here today to join me when I create something made out of thin air, for real. farm box. Oh yes I do. So I get my stuff from a place called KP Farms. It is in Northern California and they are what's known as farm fresh to you. So farm fresh to you has met up with a bunch of different local farms and they get all of their produce from all of these amazing places and they put these boxes together. And they bring these boxes and they drop them off at your doorstep. I get two large boxes per week. They're called the Monster Box. You never know what's gonna be in them. They're always different. And you just get all of this killer seasonal produce. So what I love about it is you start to learn what is in season and what's not. And today, because I haven't been to the store in a while, because I knew I was gonna get this box, I decided that I'm going to just create something out of nothing. So I'm going to take a look at all this awesome produce and find something that inspires me. This is one of my favorite things to do when I go to the farmer's market on Sundays or when I get my farm box. So I have like a lot of really beautiful greens. Had some really nice plums. I cannot wait to use those plums. And I have some great beets. I love juicing, so that will not go to waste. And I have some kiwis. Cool. And some fresh ginger. And a jalapeno. And an onion. So, I think what I'm going to make, I do have a piece of wild coho salmon in the fridge. And I think I'm gonna make just a really simple, beautiful farm stand salad with maybe an herb-crusted piece of salmon, and maybe I'll make a little citrus vinaigrette or a citrus cream sauce to go on top. So let's see what that looks like. Hey, you guys, so I got inspired because I saw these really, delicious red plums in my box and I decided I was going to make a sweet little treat to go along with my salmon and farm stand salad. So I am making a plum clafouti and a clafouti is basically a sweet dessert made with a custard that bakes on top of these beautiful red plums and I am going to make this in a cast-iron skillet. So this recipe comes from France, obviously. It can be served with, like, a warm cream or a confectioner's sugar. Right now, I have just chopped two red plums. And I am going to go over to the stove and just drop them into a dry sauté pan. There's no oil or anything in there. What's gonna happen is all of those juices are gonna start releasing, and I'm gonna add about two tablespoons of sugar just to help it create this nice syrup. Once I put those in there, I'm gonna come back and show you guys how to make the custard. So I am putting these plums into our saute pan. I think I'm actually gonna take some out because this is kind of a lot. This is a dry sauté pan, and to this I am going to add 2 tablespoons of sugar. While I'm letting this cook and just do its thing, I don't have to do much to it, just let it kind of rest and hang out in that warm pan. I'm going to show you guys how to make the plum clafouti custard that's going to be baked on top. Okay, so let's get started. To my standing mixer, I'm going to add four pasture-raised eggs. Raised with love, raised the right way, which is what we always like. And this is a very simple recipe. It's very quick. This is great for entertaining. You can make it in advance and just warm it up in the oven at about 250 degrees if you're in a pinch and need to do stuff ahead of time. Four eggs, one and a half cups of milk or heavy whipping cream. I'm going to add two thirds cup of sugar. Oops, sorry about that. I'm gonna add half a cup of flour. This is what's gonna make it thick. I'm going to add just a pinch of salt. Easy peasy lemon-easy. We're gonna blend this on up and we're gonna pour it over our plums. Alrighty, so that's all nice and blended. Our plums are hanging out, just doing their thing. I think I'm going to let those plums rest for about three minutes or so. I don't think they're quite done. And in the meantime, while all that's cooking, I'm going to get started on making my salmon. Alrighty, so our plums are cooking on the stove. They've been cooking for about three minutes and I just want them to cook a little bit longer. I'm making this really beautiful natural syrup that they're cooking in. And I did that by adding a little bit of sugar to the plums in a dry saute pan. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna start making a French farm stand salad. I felt like that salad would go really well with the plum clefriti that I'm making. It's French, so I figured why not make a French farm stand salad. We're actually making a salad niçoise. So I have some beautiful niçoise olives. Actually what I have are kalamata olives, which are virtually the same thing. Kalamata olives are a little bit saltier and brinier, but they still have the same effect. So if you don't have niçoise olives at your local store, feel free to get these. So I have this nice lettuce. I'm going to chop up a cup of cherry tomatoes. These are heirloom cherry tomatoes or teardrop tomatoes. I am going to be growing tons of these in my garden this year. But for right now and since it's the early part of spring, I had to get these from my farm box. And, oops, to this I am going to add some red onion, but I really don't like the bite in a red onion. And I'm only gonna use a little bit and I wanna use it for flavor. So something that I learned in culinary school is how to take the harshness out of a red onion so it's not so hard on your stomach. You mix it with a little bit of salt. You let it rest for just a couple of minutes. And what it'll do is it will release all of that hard, bitter acidity that's inside of a red onion and it'll kind of make them go limp. So I'm just macerating them And I added about a teaspoon of salt just by hand. I didn't measure it out. And I'm gonna let that rest for a couple of minutes. While that's resting, I think my plums are done. So I am going to go pour that beautiful custard on top of our plums. We're gonna pop that in the oven at 375 for 15 minutes. So check out how these plums have completely cooked in their juice, and that is only because I added two tablespoons of sugar, and I let it cook for about 10 minutes. We've already made our custard. We're not gonna use this entire batch of custard because this is a clafouti for one. So I'm gonna save this for later, for another day when I feel like having a sweet treat. I'm gonna pour my custard directly on top of those plums. This is so delicious, I cannot wait to try this. I'm gonna turn off the heat and I am gonna put this pan directly into the oven. This is pretty hot. This is gonna puff up. It's gonna make almost like a flan-like consistency. I am going to set the timer for 15 minutes Meanwhile, what I am working on is the 11 minute perfect egg. So I have my eggs that I am hard boiling at the same time as my potatoes. This is such a time saver and it's such a great trick. So because these potatoes are so little, what I've done is I've cut them in half and I've started boiling them starting in cold water, in salted water with my eggs I bring it up to a boil, and as soon as it comes to a boil, I set it. I turn off the heat, I let it rest for 11 minutes. This allows the potatoes to cook, and it also cooks the egg. It keeps that egg yolk from turning green on the outside. That's an overcooked egg. So these are just finishing up. They have a couple minutes to go. I'm gonna show you guys how to create my balsamic vinaigrette that's gonna go on my salad moussois. Alrighty you guys, so this is the world famous Organicopia, very simple, very basic balsamic vinaigrette. I use this vinaigrette on virtually everything, there's no oil involved, I never use oil in any of my salad dressings, and I never buy salad dressing from the store because Lord knows what's in it. So this is how easy it is. I have some Dijon mustard, I'm gonna give about two tablespoons of Dijon. Got some local honey right here. This is for sweetness and to emulsify. I have two tablespoons here. Ooh, I love the golden nectar. I'm going to add some balsamic. I think we're going to do about four tablespoons. You can do it to eye. Add some fresh cracked pepper. I love cracked pepper so much more than the pre ground stuff. The flavor is like you can't even compare. And I'm gonna add some fresh oregano. Oregano is very popular in French cooking. It's aromatic, it's earthy, woodsy. Kinda lemony. I love it. This grows all over my yard. I have like tons of it. It grows like a weed, kind of like mint. We're always looking for depth of flavor. So I've got the earthiness of this beautiful herb sweetness from the balsamic and the honey, the tanginess and the brightness from the Dijon. I'm gonna add just a little kick with one clove of garlic. You mash it, chop it. Try to mince it just slightly. And now I'm gonna make a paste. So this is another little trick that I learned culinary school. It makes a really nice plate paste. It blends in really well with the salad dressing because the worst thing that you want is to bite into a harsh piece of garlic. So what I do is I take the flat end of my knife, I put it onto the garlic, I put my hand on it to stabilize and I rock back and forth. This may take a couple times. The sharp edge of your knife is cutting and macerating this garlic. Bring it back to center and then we'll do it one more time. Rock it back and forth. Oh yeah, this is great for garlic bread, you guys. Who needs a garlic press when you can do it yourself? Okay, we're good to go. I'm going to give this a little stir with the spoon. And I think we're going to get started on that salmon. Here is what our vinaigrette looks like. Because I'm gonna wait on my salmon, I don't want to dress my salad quite yet. So I'm gonna go ahead and pour this at the bottom of the bowl and I'll toss it right before service. Let's go ahead and add just a few of these Kalamata olives. These are already pitted. They're nice and salty and briny. and our red onions. I just want to show you what these look like. So they've been sitting in salt for about five minutes and they've kind of gotten a little limp. So the salt has taken out that harsh, bitter, pungent um, flavor that onions sometimes have that can really upset your stomach. I'm gonna add those right to my salad. Alrighty, so our salad's done. Our dessert is in the oven. And now I need to get started on that salmon because it takes about probably 10 minutes to cook. I'm gonna get cleaned up and then I will show you how to debone my beautiful wild coho salmon from Alaska. You are not gonna wanna miss this sweet, delicious, savory, wonderful treat. we say that Mrs. A's is handmade, it is so handmade, and then we have Martha, who we call Magic Martha, she scoops it up and fills hundreds, thousands of containers, and then they get hand capped, hand sealed, hand stamped, and into into the refrigerator. What is up, you wonderful peeps? Thank you so much for hanging out with me in my kitchen today while I'm making this delicious and healthy lunch for myself. So I am going to show you how to prepare my herb-crusted salmon. I have some wild coho salmon that I picked up at Whole Foods a couple days ago. It definitely needs to get eaten. And... I am going to start by making an herb crust, but first I want to make sure that there are no bones in there. So as you can see, there are tons of tiny little bones that go all along the spine of the fish. And you don't want to choke on that and you don't want your guests to choke on that. So I'm just using these little pliers, needle nose pliers, to pull them out and I let them rest on my hand. It's just another little trick that I learned in culinary school instead of losing them and washing your hands every 30 seconds. The next thing that I wanna do is I wanna take this uh, belly part off, cause it's super, it's just thin and it's not my favorite piece to eat and I like to eat things that are nice and uniform so I can save that for my fish stock for another day and now I have a really beautiful piece of salmon. I guess I could be nice and I could share this with my husband so I'll cut it into two. I do want to mention that when you're cooking with any kind of seafood, especially shellfish, you always want to wash it because this and chicken are known for carrying bacteria it's just kind of gross if you don't rinse it off so rinse it under cold water that's it Alrighty. so i'm going to clean off my little workstation right here wrap this up so i don't have to rewash my cutting board here i have my salmon This is a really beautiful piece of salmon. You can see the skin is nice and shiny. I've taken all of the scales off, and I'm going to set this on my little sheet tray. I'm going to add one of my favorite ingredients, which happens to be a little Dijon. And then I am going to mince up some herbs. You can use any kind of herb that you want, whatever you have on hand. Dried herbs are actually great for this. So if it's in the middle of winter or you live someplace where you don't get a lot of fresh stuff, just like go into your pantry and pull out whatever you have. I happen to have some fresh oregano from my garden. And I have some fresh parsley. Parsley grows wild at my house, tons and tons, but I did happen to get this from the store. So I have about two teaspoons of fresh oregano. I'm gonna chop up some fresh parsley. I've already pre-washed this. I just like to keep it out on my counter in a glass of water, because it looks really pretty and it's just super accessible. And I found that when I put fresh herbs in the refrigerator, oftentimes they go limp if I don't store them properly. And sometimes I'm just too lazy and I find it's way easier to just put them in water, leave them on my counter. I use them so quick that they never go bad. So here we have our fresh herbs. We have our Dijon. I'm gonna give just a tiny sprinkling of salt because that Dijon is already pretty salty. I'm going to add just a little bit of cracked pepper. And we're going to use our beautiful herb crust. Nice. Now, I have not oiled my pan. You don't need to oil your pan if you have a nice non-stick tray like I do, but if you do need to oil your pan, do it before you put the salmon down, of course. I'm going to stick this in a 350 degree oven. It's going to cook for about 10 to 12 minutes. You're going to know that it's finished when the fish is completely opaque. There shouldn't be any raw, fleshy, raw, gross looking stuff to your fish. I think that my plum clafouti is just about finished, so I'm gonna take that out right when I put this in. I'm gonna show you guys how to peel a hard-boiled egg, and we're gonna finish up our salad. Now, doesn't that look delicious? Alrighty, so my dessert is done. I think my hard boiled eggs are done, and I know that my potatoes are done. I'm gonna give my board a quick little cleanup. And we should have the perfect hard boiled egg. Alrighty, you guys, so we've got about three minutes left on that salmon cooking. I want to show you how to peel a hard-boiled egg, and I'm not sure if you know this, but the older your egg is, the harder it will be to peel. If your egg is fresh, it will peel in nice, big, easy chunks. And I actually think it might be easier if I peel this under water. But maybe I can do it right here. Perfect. So as you can see, this is just peeling super easy. Alrighty, our salad is complete. Our egg, our egg as you can see, is not green on the inside. It's perfect in yellow because this is the perfect 11 minute egg. And our potatoes are done. So I am gonna pull that salmon out of the oven. We're gonna throw this whole meal together. I am going to love it because I am starving and I am ready to eat like a cow. Okay. I can't wait to eat you guys. Let's get this plated up. So I have my salad and I am going to just toss this together. Remember I put all of that dressing on the bottom. Just put that inside of our bowl. We have some of that beautiful tomato and potato. I'm gonna add in, I think I need just a little bit more greens for myself. I'm gonna add in one of these beautiful pasture-raised eggs without the green yolk, which I love. Some of those macerated onions that I had. And let's check out this salmon. Oh yeah, this is cooked to perfection. I'm just gonna peel that skin off, drop that right on top. Give this a little try. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, that salmon is so delicate. Scrum diddly You know what I love about coho salmon as opposed to a king salmon? Coho has such great flavor. I love the color, first of all. King salmon's a little bit more buttery. but This coho is where it's at. Not overcooked at all. I just wanna give our little clafouti a taste. This is our plum clafouti. It's got a nice custard on top. I'm gonna dress it with a little powdered sugar. That I don't have any mint, let's give this a taste. I love this. I wish you guys were here to join in with me. I think I'm gonna end up eating this whole thing. So with that said, I am gonna sit back and enjoy my meal. I'm probably gonna go outside, try to catch some rays. I want to thank you so much for joining me here at the Organicopia Kitchen, where Bean Green has never tasted so good. Thank you for checking out my farm box, making this delicious meal with me. I hope to see you guys next time. I am gonna go dig in.